0: This is the Mid-East Beast podcast. You are listening in to Molly Livingstone here in Jerusalem and across the pond, as always, we have Alex Giles. How are you doing in London, my friend?
1: I am very well. It is actually bright and sunny here. Trust me, I'm English. I wouldn't lie. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's a great point to start with because you're asking us to trust you and you're talking about lies. So let's just then go right where those two comments always end up nowadays, which is Trump and fake news. The media today. You wanted to actually talk about this. I love that I got a document entitled "Trump and the Nazis."
1: That was our script. <laughs> that's our script for today. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be an Indiana Jones movie, but no.
0: I thought Broadway, but nonetheless, yeah. yeah that would Hitler in so. springtime. Yeah.
1: So I've got to ask the obvious question. So I, I am not Jewish. I'm basically an atheist. So I'm not really. I'm really nothing wow. at all. But but you're Jewish. I so, am. So I've got to ask the question: How does it feel to see an American president? being endorsed by neo-nazis
0: you know when i or, or saw... I should
1: say broadly himself in all intents and purposes being pretty cool about neo-nazis
0: right like just a fan club to him another fan yep. club yeah You know, all the Jews that I knew that wanted to support Trump, which makes me want to throw up a little bit, they all felt, well, Ivanka converted to Judaism, so we're all safe. His son-in-law is a Jew. His son-in-law is in the White House. His son-in-law is coming to Israel. His son-in-law is in charge of the Middle East. So we're all okay. And you see that with Trump, I always thought, just follow the money, meaning he'll always like the Arab nation so long as they have oil and they have money to spend on him. So... I'm not surprised, I am sickened, as I think most people are, by the situation, by the current situation, but I have to say that, and we will talk about this with the media, I don't believe that this wasn't going on anyways, I just think we're seeing it more, meaning I believe they were neo-Nazis in America, I believe they were having marches, I believe there was anti-Semitism, it's just, it's not necessarily that it's on the rise, it's just more on TV.
1: So how do we square that with the fact that Israel was one of the few countries, I think it was Israel and Russia, were the only two countries that thought that Trump would be better for them than Obama?
0: Right. (laughs) People will still, by the way... I'm putting
1: you on the hot spot here because, you know, you're my Jewish friend here. (laughs) You you represent the Jews.
0: All the Jews who are now going to like send me death threats. You don't (laughs) represent me, you dirty Jew. You know... First of all, there was one other comment I wanted to make, which was for me, because you said, how does it feel? And there was Billy Joel was Mm -hmm. at a concert and he put on a yellow star, which of course was the Mm -hmm. symbol of being a Jew during, you know, war-torn Nazi World War II. And that to me sort of summed up how I feel that that to me was history repeating itself. We're going there again. This is all a joke in a way, and it's also something you laugh at and you cry at. And that was, I felt he was summing it up really well. Or, of course, Tina Fey's cake-eating incident, you know, with (laughs) Saturday Night Live, (laughs) where she's poking fun at also white people in America will have her cake and eat it too. But to go back to what you're saying, how do we feel, Jews in Israel, that we felt that Trump would support us more than Hillary or Obama did? Um, I think that people still feel that Trump would still be better... Even now, for Israel, because they actually, while Trump may support Nazis, a lot of people viewed Obama and Hillary as Nazis. In the sense that they kept making statements or issuing things that they felt were anti-Semitic. You can't build in Jerusalem. Just things of this nature are always going back to the same negotiating table, two-state solutions, where they felt like... You don't care about the Jews. You know, it's just such a weird thing. You, you really, it is a hot spot because I'm so mixed on the feelings of both sides. I would have rather have had Hillary, right? Here on the Mideast piece, because we're satirical news, mm-hmm. we get to say our opinions, I think, a bit more. At least I do here on this podcast. I don't have to be objective as much as I think that Absolutely. the media should be, right? Nope. I think. And this is my problem. And I talked about this with Raul before, uh, who we had on the podcast last week uh, as a Times of uh, Israel journalist who was attacked yep. at a right wing rally. And I said, You know, I do feel the media is a bit biased. And I read the headlines and I think you want me to hate Trump as much as you do as CNN. And I know that Trump wants me to hate CNN because he literally said CNN sucks in his 77 minute rant at Phoenix, Arizona. So, I, I, feel, I feel torn in this situation where you're asking me to explain how all of Israel feels. I think we always feel it would be better if you buggered off. If America could let us be. If the UN could stop making silly resolutions and just mm-hmm. let us get down to brass tacks business here. I think we would be more successful towards peace or at least living in quiet and by the way, the Palestinians are also not fond of the situation. I mean, you see plenty of hating on Trump here as well and America. People mm. will always say, I'd rather sure, I'd sure. rather say I'm Canadian than American. So and I'm sure I mean, how is it in England where you guys like debated having Trump come over?
1: Yeah, it's interesting that it's a continuing debate. Obviously, originally, he was supposed to come, I think, this summer. That obviously hasn't happened. I think now that they're talking about next summer. I mean, clearly we have a challenge because of Brexit and our government sort of scrambling around wanting to start new negotiations, new new trade negotiations with people. And that's kind of pushing pushing further along the line that you need to uh, grin and bear some of the statements. And, and the argument being that, to be honest, by the time that any trade deal was done with the US, realistically, well, you'd be looking at Trump going for re-election at the very least so it's not about dealing with Trump necessarily, it's about what well, we have to deal with America. And you need to kind of separate those two things, even though that's becoming, I think, increasingly difficult with uh, with the current situation. And I think the other thing we want to talk about, I mean, you know, this whole thing's been kicked off by this battle over history. Something the Middle East, Middle East has got a good history about, battling over its history and, you know, having very differing opinions over certain key things. I mean... I don't know how you feel about that. Do you see some parallels between how America's trying to battle over what the Civil War was about and...
0: Yeah, I'm vomiting in a toilet.
1: (laughs) But in some ways, there are some similarities, aren't there, between...
0: That's why I'm so quiet.
1: Yeah, the difference of opinion between... What the Civil War was about, and I think that, you know, in my opinion, there, isn't, there shouldn't be a difference of opinion. You know, Civil War was about slavery. It was about a group of states rebelling from the United States. And I personally find it really bizarre. People are putting the, um, the US flag and the Confederate flag together and, and putting these memes up to say, this is patriotism. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, they, the Confederate flag was a rebellious flag against the US. You know, what has that got to do with that? It is the very opposite <laughs> of patriotism. I can't think of any other place in the world where there are a group of people that continue want to fly the flag of a country, in inverted commas, that was defeated and, and just doesn't exist anymore. And I find that very strange. And I could rant about that for ages, but I find it very odd.
0: Well, I think someone actually made an excellent point on my Facebook page, right? Which is always a uh, point of reference and a good source. Mm, Absolutely.
1: That's where all the best news is.
0: So, they said, if you're going to start taking down certain flags or this or that, then what about Thomas Jefferson? Okay, you have a monument. Oh,
1: no, let's not do that. Oh, they did. Let's not do that. But he
0: banged the slaves. He had had sexy time. He did. (laughs) He did. This is
1: all true. But look, you have statues of Washington and you have statues of Jefferson not because they were slave owners. You're not putting the statue up because, well done, you had slaves. You put them up because they birthed the new nation, which is the nation that you're sitting in. You know that's why you have those flags, so uh, those statues. Then General, maybe yes. that,
0: but that might answer your question of why they're using the Confederate symbolism to talk about what they feel now is the next step. But I think that this is a war between the media and the people. And I don't think it's just mainstream media with Trump and talking about fake news. I think the core of where this kind of all came out of is actually social media, People become journalists, right? We're all like sort of street journalists, firsthand eyewitnesses and sharing things, which has caused the mainstream media to be less credible because they feel that they have to get to the news as fast as the person on the street who is sharing the news, who then people are responding to before the mainstream. And therefore has caused this sort of um, snowball effect of what's fake, what's real. Is Trump tweeting is that good or bad? Meaning, is he bringing us news to the people first? Or is he wasting his time as a president and just, you know, hashing it out in a tweet the same way a 12-year-old girl does?
1: True, but bringing us back to the parallels of the Middle East, the podcast is not Bash Trump podcast, which it could be. We, could, you, you know we could do this all, all day long. But there's nothing new under the sun. And, and this idea of a social media... War where people talk past each other is classically the Palestinian Israeli problem So, you know, you have a social media Palestine uh, free Palestine Israel the new Nazis things and they have their bubble and then you have a Israeli right wing yeah you know, there's no such thing as palestine we you know we should just build settlements all over the place kill them all and they talk past each other yeah and both of those sides are, are not attractive in broad terms and in the middle you have the mainstream media and the mainstream whichever you know ever main newspapers you want to talk about there in the middle east and, and the bbc of course gets gets it and the new york times and it's clear that those mainstream outlets are you can criticise them and they get things wrong but I would suggest that you are better off in general getting your news from that mainstream group and then having an intelligent consideration of it than if you spend all your time in a Palestinian bubble or you spend all your time in a Israeli settlement bubble and that's the problem uh, one of the problems of why it's so intractable where you're living, and it's one of the problems now becoming why things are so intractable in America. The president says that CNN are fake, that uh, MSNBC are, are fake, and that's just not true. They might well get things wrong, and they might well have individuals that are commentators and those things that clearly have an opinion. But that opinion is pretty out there, and they try to balance it. And there is nothing wrong and and filthy about being in the center. That's a big issue for me is that no one can sit in the center and have a some sort of 360 degree reasoned opinion about something you have to be really really super super angry otherwise it's not real. There's my rant for the day.
0: Yeah I I hear that it's so funny when a British person rants because it's still so so beautiful and lyrical. I, I
1: I don't want to upset anybody.
0: You know, when Jews or Israelis or Palestinians rant, it doesn't even matter if we're speaking nicely. People always think we're yelling at each other and you got the ha and the ah and the ooh. And people are just like, ooh, what are they talking about? And actually, they're just saying hello. So well, here- I think we did an article
1: about it. I'm sure with the, the website, we a couple of years ago, we wrote an article that said that the Middle East would be solved if everyone spoke with an Italian accent. It just seems sexier or sure. French <laughs> and you'd all be much more relaxed about what you were shouting about. I think we I'll, I'll dig that up. I think we'll, we'll have to repost that for the summer.
0: I like that you said Italian because I actually, when I went to Italy, thought they were very Israeli, the same way they use their hands as body language when they speak. And I thought they were also very loud. So it's funny that you chose Italian of all languages to bring peace.
1: I think it's what's called a high context language high context languages are ones where you use your hands a lot and northern european languages are low context someone might come up and correct me on this but i think the term is low and high context well and i think the- that
0: high context works if uh you're talking about the language of weed which by the way that would solve peace if we were all just high all the time that would think- also
1: help that's true that's true yeah. weed so for that's peace. the high
0: context yeah <laughs> so and speaking of language, I wanted to get down to this for a second. I do agree, by the way, with what you were saying, meaning I think that everyone has to have a bit more of an open mind and take everything with a grain of salt. And I would say that listening to podcasts like this, The East Beast, or watching satirical news, or The Daily Show, or or John Oliver, I think that becomes a better news source than the other things because they're not afraid to go after either side so long as either side is saying something stupid. Yeah. Right? But can I
1: also say that just to be absolutely clear about this, even-handed is good if you do find yourself protesting something and you look across and the bloke next to you is waving a swastika, you need to jump the barrier and go and stand with whoever's on the other side of the road because odds are you're on the wrong side.
0: But wait, you say that, except now the LGBTQIABC, I don't remember all the letters, (laughs) that community has tried to take the swastika, put a rainbow in it, and again, just like the confederate flag you were speaking of, they're trying to sort of renew the meaning behind it so if you see the swastika with a rainbow do you still jump and which way towards or away gay nazis well i mean uh, there is a fetish for everything i'm telling you
1: yeah well i mean all that leather the nazis were you know had some repressed issues that if they had if they had been allowed to just be out and let their freak flag fly things would have been a lot better so i maybe i can i can get on board with that
0: Yeah, of course these people are hiding things. Do you know there was like a big rumor that Yasser Arafat, who was of course, I mean, just another little evildoer. They said he was gay and died of AIDS. And I know that's one rumor and I'm now spreading it. But, but, if you kind of look and his wife didn't live in the same country as him, you know, he could have been doing it in the butt behind closed doors that's all I'm saying that's all I'm gonna say
1: yeah you're not you're not suggesting it's true you just want to spread that around absolutely
0: absolutely not my goal is simply to spread the rumors so that we can be you know on every side possible as offensive as possible and Mm -hmm. let people figure it out from themselves you know I think it's time people just took action and yeah Let's hear from our audience. I'd love to hear their comments and read about it. What do you think about fake news? Are we fake news? What is fake news? Is satirical news the real news nowadays? Because that's how I feel. I've said that here, Alex, what do you think?
1: I think that uh, we are now in a a world where it's more and more important to think about where you're getting your news from and to be critical, but to uh, try as much as possible not be getting all of your news from news sources which reinforce yeah. your bubble and try to reach out across into, you know, into the centre or sometimes across the aisle a little bit to to understand that there's a difference of opinion.
0: I think Alex for saying that you're not Jewish you're ending the podcast on a very Jewish mother note right give him a chance (laughs) what do you know about him just because your friends don't like him so I think that's really uh, poignant and we should end it right there of course you can now listen to us on iTunes and you should definitely post a comment there we always like to read feedback you can go to our Facebook page and talk about us there or share your stuff at the Mideast Beast find us on Twitter at Mideast Beasties and of course the website, themideastbeast.com. Alex, is there anything you want to say while you've got a sunny chance in hell?
1: No, no, it's sunny here. So I'm going to go outside for the two seconds of which that sun is out. Go get a London. tan
0: and then some uh, after sun to make sure you don't burn. I also want to thank Scott, our editor and producer who puts all of this together and makes us sound decent. That'll do it for us here on the Mideast east Beast. Until next time.